0: fiber for breakfast. We're in our fifth episode, week five, 2021. You know, last week I mentioned that the loan forms from the RDOF auction winners were due to the FCC last Friday, January 29th. You know, we've seen a number of well-crafted ex parte letters filed this week from NTCA, NRECA, and SBI and others urging the FCC to carefully scrutinize non-fiber applications. You know, as I mentioned last week, The Fiber Broadband Association, along with NTCA and Cartesian, have been working on a low-Earth orbit satellite technical analysis that we'll be providing to the FCC early next week to better equip the agency to carefully vet non-fiber applications to ensure that rural America gets the broadband performance that they are promised. All right, so back to our regularly scheduled program. This morning, we're going to continue our broadband journey into the southeast, with Noah Covington, the Director of Operations for Pac-5 to discuss how they are quenching the thirst of a parts county and the broadband desert of rural Georgia. But before I introduce Noah, I'd like to introduce Trish Ehlers, Martine, who's going to walk us through some of the housekeeping items.
1: Thank you, Gary, and good morning to everyone who has joined us this morning. I'm going to quickly go over a few logistical items. Please uh, do keep in mind, All participants are in listen mode only. To ask a question, please type it into the question box located within your control panel. We will hold a Q&A session toward the end. Uh, This presentation is being recorded and will be available to members on FBA's website within 24 hours. You can find the recording in the events tab under the fiber for breakfast drop-down option. And at the conclusion of the presentation, you'll be prompted to complete a brief feedback survey. We do appreciate your input. I'll now pass it back to Gary to introduce our panelists and get us started.
0: Thanks, Trish. And again, good morning and welcome everyone. I'm Gary Bolton, the president and CEO of the Fiber Broadband Association. And today we're gonna be discussing the quenching the thirst of a parts county in the broadband desert of rural Georgia. Joining us today is Noah Covington, director of operations for Fiber. Noah also serves on the Bryan County Board of Commissioners and as vice chairman of the Development Authority of Bryan County, uh, where he was recently named the 2020 Volunteer of the Year by the Georgia Economic Developers Association. You know, Noah has played a vital role in virtually every industry industrial project in Bryan County, having been involved in projects totaling nearly 300 million of investment and the creation or retention of over a thousand jobs in the community. Noah has been with PremBook Telephone for nearly 31 years and today he's going to share with us how PAC Fiber is reaching out to bring fiber broadband to its neighboring counties who are in desperate need of connectivity and economic development. So, welcome, Noah. It's, it's clear that you and fiber, um, PAC Fiber have made and are continuing to make a positive impact on the communities in rural Georgia. You know, so, we look forward to hearing how you are changing lives in these communities. So, I'll turn it over to you, Noah.
1: Thank you, Gary. Um, and thank everyone for being here. Again, I'm Noah Covington with PAC Fiber. Pack Fiber is the newest name for Pembroke Telephone or Pembroke Advanced Communications. We've been in uh, Bryan County for <clears throat> we've been in Bryan County since 1946, so 2021 will be our 75th year uh, serving Bryan County and parts of Bullock County. That's just a little bit of who we are. We we have an internet package, you know, broadband, TV, voice, uh, cellular. We'll do just about anything, you know, one of our customers needs to uh, to help them out to get them service. Uh, we, we've seen this torch of telephone. We've seen this torch pass, you know, from, from step switches, to digital switches, dial-up internet <clears throat> to DSL, and now, uh, you know, fiber to the home. And fiber to the home seems to be where it's at. As landlines have have continuously decreased, uh, what we do see is a, a big interest in broadband. And so, as we go to the next slide, I will just show you that this is. Um, this is uh, northern Bryan County. The, the upper part, there's a little bit of Bullock County that we serve. Uh, we service approximately 150, 159 square miles. Uh, this is our ILEC territory. Um, we have roughly 6,000 homes. We're still small and a rural community, although we are growing. So as we, uh, we continue on, so what, um, as, as we service, I guess, in around 2014, we completed our fiber-in-the-home project. Uh, for our serving territory and, and getting to look outside. Now, now, we really thought about Evans County for years and years. It's a small rural community um, that we've been looking at off and on since uh, around the year 2000. But we never really could make a serious play at it because it was hard to do this where we could properly serve Evans County as well as continue to serve our own customers and eventually uh, at least pay back the debt that we would be in. So as we continue a um, few things about Evans County, Claxton is the uh, this county seat there and it is the uh, fruitcake capital of the world. Some of you probably maybe have received some of this um, you know, for Christmas uh, at different times. And then the, the uh, one of their biggest things that they do in the community is a rattlesnake roundup they hold every March. I think maybe it's got suspended this year because of COVID, but it, it's a big fundraiser. It's a big gathering, a lot of people, a lot of excitement around it. And as you can see here, 52 years, been going on a long time. Vidalia Onions, uh, Evans County is, is one of 20 counties in the state of Georgia that can produce Vidalia Onions. They uh, legally produce it. If you've not had a Vidalia Onion, they're, um, they're, they're the best onion you could ever eat. Uh, they write songs about these onions. So. Um, it's a big deal in, in this community and surrounding communities. Pecans, uh, you know, this is a pecan orchard here. Um, pecans, they, they produce tons and tons of pecans every year. And then, of course, uh, Claxton poultry uh, and Claxton chicken. Now, one of the things I really want to highlight here, not sure who all knows about the chicken industry, but but chicken houses and <clears throat> what what you see, you know, you don't just throw a 1,000 chickens in these houses and they just raise themselves. So um, precision agriculture has an opportunity to play a big part in this in the sense of you know there's temperature monitoring there's feed monitoring there's there's water monitoring just the overall health and well-being of the chicken that uh, eventually is you know processed and moved on into the community for for um, consumption and then your next slide we see a as uh, a slide with again some body onions. But the point to make here is really in the background. If you see that sprinkler system there, you've got a a, a big sprinkler system. Uh, farmers call them pivots. Uh, you know, these again, again can be monitored remotely. But what we find over and over is different members of the community, different farmers who can't actually get service in at their home. Uh, they can't get wireless service or decent internet service. Um, ultimately, they wind up going into town. Getting on onto McDonald's and uh, internet Wi-Fi or, or maybe a cell service that's in town, um, and this is how they actually set up some of their functions of some of the ag, uh, precision agriculture. And then, not to leave anything out, the most important thing that we've got is our kids, right? And and uh, Evans County's got tons of young people and kids that live in the rural areas that just cannot get onto the internet and cannot do remote learning and. and All of these thoughts for us were coming about pre-COVID. You know, COVID wasn't on the map when we began this. Even pre-COVID, which really highlights the the in-home learning, but pre-COVID, we had all these children who were still doing homework or needing to do research and homework, college kids coming back home, teachers, you know, uh, so I've got two boys, and that's one of the big things when they were in college. Uh, One of the big things is even though they would go to college every day, they still seem to have some online class they had to do. Well, if we didn't live where we did, how would they have ever accomplished this without being at the, the rec center? Or again, not to advertise, but the McDonald's. So um, Evans County really suffered outside of the, the uh, better served downtown area of Claxon. So the rural folks are really, really suffering here. Continue on, uh, so, so as Pack Fiber began to explore ways, you know, we, we continuously explored ways of, of how do we get to and How do we make a play at this? Well. USDA came out with uh, a program called Reconnect Program, and they offered several different scenarios. And one of those was a uh, a 50 50 loan grant. And uh, February the 20th, 2020, uh, we had Sonny Perdue and the governor, and and uh, a lot of dignitaries came in and made this announcement to uh, this award announcement in um, Evans County, which was really a big deal for all of us. Uh, We had probably 200 people or so attend this thing Uh, Now for pack fiber uh, Reconnect one which is on your next slide here would be um, no, I'm sorry Um, Even before we were awarded the reconnect grant we decided to move on into daisy and 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 this is just a small community that couldn't be served by The reconnect grant because it was considered served even though um, if you've ever studied those those maps, certain areas may have decent, you, you know, the, the main thoroughfare may have Comcast, but just one block over doesn't have anything. Even though there was the ability the ability here, um, a lot of this was not. But Pack Fiber, uh, we moved on into Daisy. We we invested close to a million dollars, million and, uh, two, I believe, to serve the Daisy community, which we knew would be our first venture into Evans County, but also it would set us up to if we did win the ReConnect Grant. Uh, DAISY was 252 households and basically a population of 600 where you see uh, here, not just the city of DAISY, but the surrounding community. In the next slide, you will see this green. It was actually the the first ReConnect Grant that we were awarded there in February, 2020. It's approximately 965 households, uh, a population of uh, 2,700. Uh, reconnect One was a 50/50 grant, so we were awarded four million dollars. Uh, but when we say awarded four million dollars, it's a 50/50, so we were awarded two million, and we have to either uh, borrow or self fund the other two million. So roughly where we're at here, roughly about five and a half million dollars. To see what what you have on the screen, the USDA changed the reconnect rules a little bit, and uh, in round two, which is what is aqua blue, round two, we applied for a hundred percent grant. Now, what this changed you know, hundred percent is not a hundred percent, hundred percent is 75 percent. So, we applied for six million dollars to serve this area. Uh, as you see, there's a little, uh, there's, there's some cutout areas. These areas are considered served. A lot of these areas, while considered served, are, are still underserved. It, it's a Weird mapping system. If you've not participated in it, but this was what we felt like we could claim, and and, and uh, with the changed rules, and we felt like we could win, and we did win. Um, we did win this, but uh, it's a local investment of a million and a half dollars, and then the grant funding winds up being four and a half million dollars. That has us. Uh, that has us a total investment of around eleven million dollars, uh, not counting Daisy. Daisy puts us at about thirteen serving over 2,500 customers that otherwise has little to no service. And we've really found this and we've moved into this community. We found a lot of people who have maybe moved out of Savannah or moved into other places who who bought 10 acres and have their, their own, you know, their their farm. And they can't come out and do business now where they wanna live in, in their little piece of heaven. And it's really an interesting thing to see how excited people are about the service. Now. Um, Commissioner Eccles last week talked a lot about pole attachments in the new Georgia, um, Georgia laws. So here in Georgia, um, South Georgia, we don't really do many pole attachments. Most of the independent telephone companies, we bury just about everything. And uh, this is a picture of a vibratory plow. Uh, It places the fiber anywhere from 42 to 48 inches deep and um, a very low footprint. A real nice job at the end of the day. Just it's just kind of interesting compared to what commissioner Eccles was saying not that he was wrong in any way I mean it gives the the, the power co- power companies a good opportunity uh, to get out in some rural communities where they already have some infrastructure of course when we're not plowing we're boring uh, this is a directional bore rig this is actually a, a job that was uh, going under the Kenichi river when we were doing the daisies uh, build and then the next slide is uh, where we actually did the crossing this guy, at the time, it was the middle of the summer. He could actually walk across this and locate the, the pipe as he went across. Uh, There's an old bridge crossing there, so uh, this was actual construction on our our job site. Um, pretty neat to think about. It's just a little different, a um, little different than than some may think when you think about pole attachments and and what can be done. Um, I'm going to tell you that that the technology that we're using. Um, what, what we're doing, we're using AdTran. We're using GPON, GPON one by 32 split, uh, 350, or actually a, a newer 452 ONT at the home. Uh, we offer a, a 500 meg service for $59, which I think is uh, very, very stiff. We offer a gig for $89. Um, we are moving our platform, you know, we use the TA5000 AdTran platform we're moving that platform to uh, Xpine, their newest uh 10 gig platform. So, you know that's uh that's us in a nutshell. Um if you have any questions, I'll be glad to take them. Gary?
0: No, thank you so much. That's great. Um so you you had I think these if, if I remember what you said here, so you had 13 million dollars investment and you're serving 2500 people with that. Is that
1: right? That's right. Yeah, uh, well, uh, it's actually 2,500 homes, but um, the population there is almost 5,000, almost 6,000, sorry.
0: Okay, so it's 2,500 homes for about 6,000 people. That's right. So tell me about um, how this all works out for you. So you you did get a little bit of um, money, so it sounds like you got four and a half plus another, I don't know, a million or so. So you're... You know, you got maybe um, five and a half, six million, and another seven, seven plus that you've done your own personal investment, your fact fiber investment. Is that right?
1: That is correct. We, uh, I think, um, so the grant will fund us right at 6.6 million, and then uh, three and a half just for reconnect. And then other out of pocket expenses would be a meet and a half for Daisy, and a, a little uh, area up above that called Greenbrier. But, you know, we we are going to continue to look into those areas that were considered underfunded and, and see if we can are underserved. But to see if we can actually reach out into those communities and make a case, um, you know, the hardest part was getting there. And once you can, can get there, you can expand into smaller parts of that community and pick up people who who uh, need your service, who need who need service. It's not that they just need our service. They just need service.
0: Hey, um, So Teresa is asking. Um, have you struggled with permitting your reconnect deployments? You know, do you have BLM, National Forecast, or historical tribal lands that you've crossed for your reconnect projects? And if so, so how long did the permanent crossings take?
1: We we are very lucky to be in an area we don't have any tribal lands. Um, we did struggle a little bit with the reconnect process with uh, the gopher turtle. Uh, it took us several months to work through that process. But we were able to um, we were able to kind of mitigate that with uh, education of the contractor, the engineers, the people working on site that if if they saw a gopher turtle on site and how would we handle that, which is basically stop construction and, and you know get out of its way, um, call the uh, call the DNR, and uh, but you know we don't generally see very many gopher turtles, and there was a couple other endangered species that were very rare to this area. Um, but no, we, we don't have any tribal lands. So your turtles don't eat your onions, do they? Uh, what? Well, I don't think so. Uh, you know, the, the, the gopher turtle's very much into a uh, a sandy, uh, I think they call it love grass kind of area, a place where it's been burnt over, you know? So, I mean, they don't really get out in those fields where it stays wet and damp all the time. They they like those soils where uh, the water kind of soaks in and gets out of there.
0: Oh, I have another question here. Um, how are you supporting your network? Do you use that outsource knock or a call center from a tier one support?
1: So we have our own uh, technical support that answers um, all of our local uh, customer questions. Um, we run that from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. We uh, we do not use a national knock. We, we are actually going to convert this into a full knock center. Um, and we are already providing some services to at least one sister company. So, um, you know, we're looking to expand that a little bit and uh, heck I'd use this to say, if anybody uh, is interested, just give us a call. We'll see what we can do for you.
0: Yeah, that's one of the nice things about the technology today is that you can offer knock anywhere in the nation, right? Cause you have nice visibility tools and so forth to be able to, um, you know, you don't have to run trucks out everywhere as you used to in the old days.
1: Right, <clears throat> that's right. Yep.
0: I- this is a really good question. Um, what's your adoption rate? What's the uh, service mix you get in between the 500 meg and gig service?
1: So we're the uh, majority of our customers are 500 meg. Um, you know, honestly, uh, we all know. So our, our our packages before that were 50 meg. I think they were 25, 50, and 100 before we recently came out with this. So so most of our customers are uh, uh, moving to the 500. We get a few moving to a gig, but think most people realize, for most applications, a gig is not really necessary.
0: Did the company match or the municipality match?
1: Company match. We've company match. so far we've not. Uh, you know the, the community there has been really has really embraced us and helped us in a lot of ways. Um, they've helped us with some of our uh, you know some of our PR stuff that they could they could do through the chamber and and the, um, things like that. And and they've always been willing to help us in any way. But the actual match is coming from company what's
0: the community's reaction i mean it's all these farmers that were having to drive to mcdonald's to manage their irrigation and so forth they must be pretty thrilled uh, they,
1: they are uh, i've got one one uh one gentleman, Mr. hub daniel he he calls me regularly and and i've i've never had one of our own customers do this but he calls me every couple months checks up on me checks up on the status and thanks me for what we're doing in this community and you know, that, that's just not something you get. You don't get that kind of appreciation. Um, our technicians that are working in the area, and, and, and I don't want to overplay this or, or sound wrong about this, but I mean, you feel like a hero over there. I mean, because these are people that, uh, you know, you go in the dollar store and if you've got your pack fiber shirt on, um, you yeah, know, well, they just treat you good. <laughs> they treat you like you're a hero. And so, yeah, it's a real good reaction. Uh, excellent reaction.
0: That's awesome. A lot of this
1: community, um, folks, may be curious about who served it and, and, and not the. Uh, AT&T is serving that in some areas they are able to serve pretty well but the mayor there in Daisy um, during the process of us building there he moved from one house to another and he had DSL he's an old phone guy so he understands it but he moved his services well when he came home his phone was moved uh, and his DSL wasn't working so he calls up tries to find out what's going on and well they put his DSL back to the bottom of the list because um, you know they've got a waiting list for DSL because they're not improving that area and and upgrading that area. So here he is without internet service at all, um, just because he moved to the house next door.
0: Uh, So I got a question here. Uh, uh, Was there any federal um, environmental permit that you had to navigate for the construction?
1: No, um, other than the uh, endangered species there, that was the biggest issues that we had. Um, That a railroad crossing, I will always belabor, Railroad crossings—I uh, I think they're the biggest evil in the world. I've got one customer that's not in the reconnect area. Uh, he, you know, we were plowing by his house. He's begging our guys for service, and uh, you know, it's four thousand dollars for the permit. It's two thousand dollars a year for the crossing, and one fifty-dollar a year customer that may not be your customer more than a couple years. Uh, you just can't make a case to to do that. So, railroad crossings have been our biggest issue. Uh, my real thorn in the side.
0: Yeah, I, I ran across that. I didn't realize how many railroads we had in Alabama and uh, how you have to have a different flagman for every different railroad and everything. Yeah. Uh, are you uh, working with the rural landowners to go cross country with uh, mole plows to shorten routes to rural communities rather than just following the roadways?
1: We we are following the roadways. We are staying in the county right away and in the, in the state right away. Um, County's been really good to work with. Uh, I'd also say the Georgia DOT has been excellent. I mean, we turned in a permit yesterday. I expect to hear back from that permit tomorrow. I mean, sometimes they'll, you know, they don't pass it immediately. They may have questions, but within a week, we generally get a permit back and uh, could could go to build it. So yeah, um, permits haven't been a real huge issue there.
0: Uh what about um, the penetration rates of those 2,500 homes?
1: So we we don't have this turned up very well yet. Um, we're, we're in the Daisy area. Uh, and uh, truthfully of that 252 households, we have 51 customers. And uh, what you do have to remember there is some of those folks don't have anything, they, they can't afford anything or, or Um, you know, they're using their cell data because they do have it right there. And and also we have Comcast down that main thoroughfare as part of the uh, uh, competition there.
0: What about, um, have you, uh, are you, or have you considered partnerships with other utilities or municipalities?
1: Yes, when we started this process, um, this is probably what really got us in uh, moving along really well here. We we got one sister company that serves uh, that serves the businesses of Claxton. And then we also have an EMC that serves this area that has studied it and thought about the possibility of doing broadband. Uh, They serve our area in that area. So we we look to partner with them and expand out, uh, not just in Evans County, but Tattano and some other rural areas. Now, I'm not sure that, uh, let's just say we've negotiated that with them. And and if if they ever decide to do something, I think we will be a, a partner with those guys
0: so although the reconnect program allows for five years of deployment, you know what is or what has been your deployment schedule
1: pretty much i I believe that we'll have uh that will be a two-year so we'll be two years in reconnect one uh starting in reconnect two uh you know in in the second year and finishing it hopefully having all of evans county finished within four years all the reconnect area of evans county that's pretty good.
0: Yeah. Uh what about um did you have to increase your tier 1 bandwidth when you went to uh, 500 meg plans?
1: We did not. We had already we had already doubled our uh, our tier 1 bandwidth there. So um we weren't really hitting uh limits on that, but we do monitor it. So we have not seen a huge increase in the amount of tier 1 bandwidth usage.
0: That's good. Um, also, this is what we're seeing all over. But are you seeing a shortage of skilled professionals or materials for helping you know with your network build?
1: Yes, materials have been very challenging. Uh, you know, we had our we had our first contract teed up, and uh, by the time the contractor could order the materials, it was a ten week lead uh, lead time on some of the fiber. Um, I kind of drug around about ordering some FDHs, only to find out that what normally would have been uh, a four week lead time. Uh, winds up being a twenty to thirty week lead time. Oh. They they managed to cure that for me and, and get me through this, but uh but those are just things that we haven't heard of in the past. So yeah, fiber, fiber is is golden right now. There's a lot of fiber projects out there. COVID has knocked everybody back and um slowed production of a lot of a lot of different things too. Uh
0: what was your business plan based on in terms of take rate?
1: So we believe we can we can get 50%. We believe we can easily get 50% and, and really we believe we'll get 100% of any customer that wants service, but um but that wants quality broadband service because I don't think there's really a comparison in some of these areas. But uh, we think if we can get 50% of the households that are there, that we can be successful.
0: Yeah, our um, nationwide studies are, are showing that that's a pretty reasonable number um you know certainly i would think in your community um that would be much north of that um just uh the desperate need yes
1: well we kind of plan low and and hope it goes a lot higher than that you know
0: oh fantastic Um this is a really good question so for our new design and engineering contractors wanting to help rural communities with their broadband builds, how do you recommend they find these communities
1: well they're finding me i mean I, i i you know, emails are blowing up. And uh, so a lot of these are, are these RUS announcements. There's boards that these announcements are made out there. There's um, the RDOF, which is, we didn't talk a lot about, but on the RDOF, there's a list of, of, uh, there's a list of award winners out there. um, And it seems that's where they're getting me from. I think that you could also maybe search independent phone companies because I think the independent market is the people who are most flexible who are putting fiber to the home and um, are out there to serve these rural communities it, it's it's not the downtown area that we are concerned about it's the rural people and that's where we have uh, that's where we have grown our business at
0: I also recommend uh, that you everybody come to our fiber connect conference at the Gaylord in grapevine Texas in June because uh, certainly that's where you'll see a lot of people that are looking to build out fiber networks and they'll be looking for the whole ecosystem to support that uh, well no my dog is going crazy back here so it must be getting at the bottom of the hour uh, we got painters here so that uh, he's not too happy that he's stuck in this room but i really want to thank you so much you know we greatly appreciate your lift leadership in bringing fiber broadband to rural georgia and for sharing these heartfelt stories of the wonderful people and communities we serve. Um, I hope you all join us for Fiber for Breakfast next week. On Wednesday, we'll be discussing The Time for 10 Gig Pond is Here and Now, Are You Ready? with Charles Austin from Farmers Telephone Cooperative and Kevin Coe from Calix. So thanks again for joining us today and we look forward to seeing you
1: back next Wednesday.